0: How do we empower today's women leaders and cultivate the next generation? And how can we accomplish this both on and off the golf course? We'll discuss on this episode of In the Know. I'm Justin Domini. Currently in the U.S., less than 5% of S&P 500 companies have female CEOs. To help address this very issue, the KPMG Women's Leadership Summit was launched five years ago. The week of the recently held summit combines two things, a discussion rooted in advancing women into key leadership roles, along with network TV coverage of the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, which is one of the majors on the LPGA Tour. Through that, a bridge is built between golf and business. At this year's KPMG Women's Leadership Summit, we were fortunate to spend some time to discuss this very topic with the first woman ever elected to serve as an officer of the PGA of America, PGA President, Susie Whaley. My colleague, Candace Rivera, was on-site and spoke with Susie about cultivating leadership skills, the importance of board service, and elevating one another. Here's that conversation.
1: Hi, I'm Candace Rivera here at the KPMG Women's Leadership Summit with the PGA of America President, Susie Whaley. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. We're going to start off by talking about your new role and what that's been like so far. So you were elected as the first female president of the PGA of America in
2: November of 2018. Can you walk us through the past few months and what that's been like for you? Yeah, so November 2018 was pretty exciting. I had been in a secretary role for two years and vice president for two years, and then thrilled, of course, to take on the role of president. We have 29,000 members across the country that I get the privilege to represent. And so for me, it's really much time spending on priorities and then operationally, Seth, our CEO, and our staff create those opportunities that our board develops and comes up with. So it's been very busy but exciting. We've made a lot of progress. We have a lot of new things in place. And then we have our challenges that certainly we look to overcome and we're continuing to work on that.
1: Can you give advice for any woman out there that's thinking about joining a board, whether that be a nonprofit board or a corporate board? What are some of the leadership skills that they need to develop? What can they expect?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So I encourage all young women, women to reach out, to find something that you're passionate about or interested in. I have a young daughter who's 24 who found a local charity called Girls on the Run. And I encouraged her to go ahead and join that board. And while she was quite young and didn't have any board experience, it's been an experience she's cherished. She's now vice president uh, of the group. But I can tell you, in the beginning, uh, for her, it was more about listening. It was more about understanding governance and the role of a board and what the objective of that board is. So I think when somebody takes on that role, my best advice would be find something that you really love to do and contribute to because you'll always do better at something you're passionate at. Don't worry about having all the skills necessary or the skills you think you need to be a great board member because you will learn from others that are in the room. Ask great questions, listen, and make sure you understand what the board's role is and direct your attention and your priorities to that focus. And you'll find that your experience typically, at least my experiences on boards, have opened so many more doors for me and things that I didn't even know I was interested in that I became more interested in. It really expands not only your learning curve, but it expands your career.
1: Absolutely, that's great advice for women. Do you have any advice for companies out there that are trying to increase
2: diversity on their board and also move those women into the C-suite? Yeah, I, I say make it intentional. Research shows that having more than three women on a board creates an environment that typically is more inclusive, we all know that. But also from points of view and perspective and demographic, you know, people sometimes I think get lost in diversity and what that really means. But there's so many cultural differences in diversity and dimensions of diversity. It doesn't necessarily have to be gender. It can be where you're from. It can be how you grew up. It can be, you know, what class you grew up in, whether you grew up where you thought you were middle class or upper class. All of that creates an environment that adds great thought process to a room. And I think the more our boards, we all look like each other, the more introverted our perspectives become. So this year's
1: KPMG Women's Leadership Summit, the theme is Inspire Greatness. Can you name a woman that inspires you?
2: Yeah, I think Lynn. I know that's the easy answer to be able to say because this is a KPMG podcast, but I would say that if it weren't. Because what I've seen in working with her side by side What has been so incredible for me is to watch her raise and elevate other women with her. And I've had the good fortune to have women leaders do that for me. They have come before me that have pushed and encouraged and mentored and sponsored me in a way that needed to happen for me to be able to walk through some of these doors. And I've seen her do that, not only for her own company, but I see her do that at this leadership summit for so many other companies and I believe wholeheartedly that in our business as well, the PGA of America, we're very small in numbers in females. But that's changing and it's changing because more and more women are bringing other women along with them, promoting other women along with them, putting them in positions of promotion, which has to happen for us to be able to evolve and become part of the C-suite. And Lynn showcases that every day I'm with her. She's always talking about somebody else that's on her team It's never about Lynn. It's how do we get that person to the next level? How do we get them the knowledge they need to reach that next level? What are they missing? What are they lacking that we can help fill in? And I take that with me everywhere I go when I go to the PGA to try to do the same.
1: What would you like girls of all ages and women to know about golf, its value and its potential to advance
2: careers? The biggest thing I think for women that I've met especially in the Leadership Summit, are women that are incredibly successful at your company and other companies. Golf, to them, they're worried that they're not gonna be good enough. And I tell women all the time that golf offers so much more than being good. Yes, we have the tools as PGA professionals to teach you to be good if that's your goal, but so many people play the game for so many other reasons than being good at it. So it's being outside. It's about getting your steps in. You can burn twelve hundred calories playing golf. That's a huge one for me. Right? Wow. <laughs> Ten thousand steps. Right? Yes. Exactly. People don't know that. Right? Which is great. Um, you know, you're in your own environment. You could be with three generations of your family. It's one of the few sports that I can play with my children, and I can play with my dad all in the same group and we can enjoy family time together. For us, it's more about how do we make sure they understand the business environment of golf? How do we teach them how to conduct business on the golf course so they're not left at the office while others are going out to play the game and having that relationship building and networking happen? So there's just, I would honestly say to them, don't worry about having clubs. Most facilities have them. Seventy percent of the facilities across the country are daily fee. Seventy percent. So you can go pretty much anywhere you want and play golf. The average rate to play the game for 18 holes is $35. So if you only want to play nine holes, let's just say you cut that in half, right, that's less than going to a movie. I think we need to turn golf into something that's more valued by everyone so they can see that, oh, I don't have to shoot par. Absolutely not. You think about skiing, for example. When you go to a ski hill, they don't tell you you have to ski the black diamonds to stay, right? right. You can ski green your whole life, and they're like, great, can't wait to have you." You're gonna come back next week, right? You'll ski the green again. Yep. For some reason, we have this stigma in golf that you have to be great at it mm. to enjoy it. Why is that, right? <laughs> that needs to change, Yes. right? Because so few people are great at it, but so many people love it. We have 26 million people playing the game. And I promise you, not all of them shoot par. <laughs> That's for
1: sure. This is true. Susie, thank you so much for your time. You are an inspiration for women on
2: and off the golf course, and it was such a pleasure and an honor to speak with you today. Uh, thank I, you so much. Yeah, my pleasure, and I hope everybody listening gives golf a try. And if yes, you already do play it. the game, let's play a little more. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Susie. You're welcome.
0: I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Susie Whaley. For more on KPMG's Women's Leadership Summit, please follow at KPMG Inspire on Twitter. In the Know is now available wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Feel free to download and subscribe via the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, or Stitcher. Simply search KPMG's In the Know. And as always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on In the Know.